Grayson, if there's something strange uh-huh. in your neighborhood, yeah. who are you going to call? We have like an HOA president. We have to go back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And it's sequelary on the podcast oh, every month of February, which we all are thinking the same thing. It's just a sequel to January. So we decided to spend the whole month reviewing nothing but movie sequels to movies that we have recorded here on the podcast. And to kick us off, we are taking a look back at the 1989 sequel to the hit movie, The Best, The Beautiful, The Only, Ghostbusters 2. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was hesitant when we started Sequelary that there were only sequels to movies we've recorded, but it ended up being not a problem because everything has a sequel now. Yeah, I was sitting outside of a Walgreens, don't ask why, and (laughs) looking, just staring at the red box and over half of them were sequels or spinoffs of previous properties so i think we're gonna be okay (laughs) and ghostbusters 2 is no exception that is right yeah this movie uh i realized i had never actually seen all the way through uh, hmm. This is one of those the uh, too scary for Ricky's uh, childhood coward eyes, and I believe oh. he's seen like kind of like just the third act of the movie. Uh, but I, I was very delighted by this movie. Uh, but for those of you who aren't in the know, uh, the Ghostbusters uh, they had a movie in 1984, and it did very well. It made millions of dollars. It was the highest grossing comedy. Full stop, no qualifier. That's the sentence, highest grossing comedy. Uh, and so after that movie came out, they're like, we need to make another one. Uh, but there were a couple of production hiccups. Uh, first thing, uh, Bill Murray was taking an extended sabbatical from acting because he, he, he wasn't trying to be a movie star. He was just, he was just doing his comedy thing. Uh, mm. And so he's like, I'm done acting. Uh, and also, the then head of Columbia Pictures, David Putnam, uh, said some not nice things about him. Uh, he called Bill Murray, quote, an actor who makes millions off movies but gives nothing back to his art. And so that hmm. wasn't great. Wow. Um, that's, al- that's harsh. That's very yeah. harsh. Yeah, not nice, Putman. And also... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Putnam also really didn't like big blockbuster movies. And so when he was head of Columbia Pictures, mm. he was like, I want these these art movies. So uh and, and granted these movies were critically acclaimed. Uh yeah. like Hope and, and Glory, yeah, yeah. uh Bloodhounds of Broadway. Okay. Uh but but he was choosing those movies over um a Ghostbuster sequel, which was it's, like, you yeah, know, slated tough. to be it's... part of it because that was part of a uh, previous columbia executives uh frank price's legacy uh, uh but putnam's like i will be doing none of this it's hard when you have a studio head that hates money oh you know, yeah it's like you just yeah. want to be bought out <laughs> well um he was eventually replaced in uh 1987 by don Steele, uh who made ghostbusters to a priority she brought in the team bill murray ramus Ivan Reitman, and they like, listen, please, let's just smooth everything out that we can. Uh, and they said, we would love to. And then they hit the 1988 Writers Guild strike, uh, which, you know, had its uh, uh, role on this movie getting like further delayed. Uh, but here's the interesting thing that I thought uh, that I found in my research is during all of this kind of, like, legal talk and, like, trying to get this movie started, Ghostbusters are living on, pun always intended, in the real Ghostbusters animated series. Yeah, that was very popular. Had a huge impact on the making of this movie, right? Oh, yeah. Like, character designs changed, um, especially the Annie Potts character. Like, yep. redesigning the look of them, it influenced cameos in this movie. So it kind of became like how you have the TV shows for Marvel and Star Wars now that you have to see to catch up. Uh, I feel like, Ricky, before we reviewed this movie, we should have just watched all of the real Ghostbusters. Which I am always up for doing. (laughs) 
uh yeah it, its cultural impact was massive uh so not only in like for example slimer there is a whole season of <laughs> of the real ghostbusters called slimer and the ghostbusters let me just wow. let that sit in there. they retitled the show slimer and the ghostbusters because slimer as a character was so popular uh and so um it's like santana the- <laughs> i mean he's the guitar player yeah exactly uh and so during that series it was uh established that slimer was basically uh the ghostbusters hq mascot slash you know, residential ghosts who just lived in the firehouse. And so they added him um, to the movie in a couple of different scenes uh, just because he was such a popular character. Uh, Then they also kind of toned down just uh, some of the adult innuendo and a lot of the design of the ghosts. Um, So Smokey was toned down uh, and the ghosts looked closer to those in the animated series rather than, you know, nightmare fuel. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was a conscious effort uh, made by uh, Reitman, Aykroyd, and Ramis. Uh, and so with a lot of those elements finally coming together, Ghostbusters 2 was released uh, in the summer of 1989. And uh, it was received kind of negatively, largely yeah. due to a lot of those changes at the time. They're like, well, they tried to make this more family friendly instead of dark humor. And also, this is not Batman. Uh, so, uh, which True. was released. They got, uh, they 19- got a point there. Yeah. It is not Batman. <laughs> Batman was released just like a week apart from this. In uh, the movie, though, it was critically not as celebrated. Financially, it did okay. With a budget of $37 million, a respectable budget, it went on to make over $215 million in the box mm. office. But I got to remind you, this was released in the 80s. If a movie doesn't outperform its out- other movie, then it failed. Uh, so instead of making over 282 million like the original Ghostbusters, it only made 215 million. Oh, and that's why they were like, see you never until <sighs> yeah. 2014 or whatever. Yes. And oh, wow. Yeah, that, that's that's precisely what happened. Like, because the movie did not just just jettison the projection of what the movie was going to make, that's why it we've gone so long between Ghostbuster movies and properties uh the only other series reboot that they had in between was the animated extreme ghostbusters um Mm -hmm. which was kind of like uh, the animated version of ghostbusters afterlife where egon is a college professor and he meets these new young kids who are all about getting into ghostbusting and it's really great you can actually watch several episodes on the ghostbusters youtube channel if you want it uh but i feel like i had toys from that show Oh, yeah, you definitely yeah. did. Did you watch yeah. Afterlife? Uh, we should cover that now. Oh, I have not seen Afterlife yet. Okay, I did not. I have not either. So there won't be spoilers for that, even if our headcanon eventually dips into it. Just know we're coming from a place of complete ignorance. So yep. um, Per usual. Par for the course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just nothing's changed. Um, but I did get the combo pack, which is great. So like on iTunes, I went on and, and is it still called iTunes? I don't know. What year is it? I think and it's called Tunes. Tunes. Toony Tunes <laughs> App Store. And you know they'll sell it as a bundle. But I think the chronology of this is so uh, important now because it's like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Right. And that's the canonical story of of these characters. But yeah, we have not seen that. So if... If you're one of the many who was really excited about Ghostbusters Afterlife, say, oh, I don't know, early 2020, (laughs) and then some stuff came up, and you haven't gotten around to see it when it was released, uh, but you're still a fan, do not worry, this will be spoiler-free for Ghostbusters Afterlife, but probably pretty spoiler-heavy for Ghostbusters 2. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and you also reminded me, there was also the Ghostbusters... A PlayStation video game that also came out that was oh kind you of were like big a, into that I was really into that that was kind of like the spiritual uh, pun always intended uh, Ghostbusters <laughs> three uh, because they followed the Ghostbusters in the nineties and right, they're like right. recruiting new 
Ghostbusters. It was a really fun storyline. You got to learn about like how the tech worked and they reprised a lot of the voice actors too. So it was a really fun story, but that kind of gives you the summary of everything that led up to Ghostbusters 2, which the little uh, i'll give you the story of it uh hey it's five years later literally the first thing that you see i love it just <laughs> big bold text five years later it's five years later keep up and, everybody <laughs> and the ghostbusters have broken up uh largely due to legal troubles and um the ghostbusters just kind of are all disbanded and they're all doing their own thing until they get sued yet again for exploring some paranormal activity. And then a judge says, you bust those ghosts and save my life. And the Ghostbusters are back. The whole story uh, happens after they discover a massive river of ectoplasm, bringing the band back together to try to save the day. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic that they have with the city. It's very like Sokovia Accords, where they yeah, could yeah, still... Yeah do what they do but it's kind of like there's no no heroes in your hometown kind of concept because they're like you ruined right. my car and you got marshmallow everywhere and that kind of thing and they're yes. like you're welcome i'm, I'm sorry right? yeah <laughs> yeah kind of like uh the the major plot of uh the incredibles it's just yeah. like like i didn't ask to be saved i want my cover my medical bills <laughs> uh which i thought was so great like I, I, I really liked watching this movie before doing my research uh, because I really got to just experience this movie of like, okay, great. I saw Ghostbusters 1. Now I get to watch Ghostbusters 2. And this movie yeah. was so much fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, and be, I, and I, well, the problem that sequels have so often is that they become parodies of themselves. But what yeah. this I thought did really well was they recognized their own fame in the movie to become yes. a parody of themselves, like doing the children's oh. parties and all that. I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah, I love that the Ghostbusters song, which was like a chart-topping song, is in-world existing. Like, it was a yeah. phenomenon, like, like it, yeah. It, it's like how I the Spider-Man song was in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a minute, I need to recalibrate this reality. <laughs> wait, yeah. what's happening? Yeah, absolutely. Oh Did you man! Break the song? It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what, what really broke my brain in terms of like movie reality and and our reality and all that was when the logo, the ghost logo, he's holding up the number two. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, do they know they're in a sequel? <laughs> but then I was like, no, 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 no. Think, think on what their reality is that they were seen as these bringers of destruction and chaos that they right. would want to rebrand a logo right. that has peace in it. It's just a peace oh. sign. That it's more, it's a friendly, it's a wow. friendly ghost. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's solid. I don't even think that's headcanon. That's, I, I mean, just I just had to justify it to get past. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta get through this to, to know like, why would, why would the in-world logo have yeah. it too. Not just the title sequence, like it's on the building. <laughs> yeah, it's, I it's need an explanation. Their, right. And it's on it's like a patch on their suits and everything. It's, like it's the, on the it's on the ecto, it's on all of that. And so yeah. I was like, um, I need <laughs> I need to come up with why. Uh yeah. that was that was the only thing that really like just kind of wrinkled my brain a little bit and being like, okay, explain, explain. Um yeah. but yeah. Well in this movie, this is uh one of those sequels that I think delivers on a very solid premise in a way that I think not many sequels do, uh, because usually, you th yeah, well, I think you think uh, it's a sequel, so it has to be a bigger and better. But what they did, I think, was they kind of did a, a different story. Like, it just felt like uh, if you've never read the Ghostbusters comic uh, by IDW, you are missing out. I've only read a handful of them, but they are really good. And this movie reminded me of that because I, I of course, my entry uh, series of it was Ghostbusters meet the Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. It sounds as bizarre as the sentence <laughs> uh, entails, but it was really good. It was a really fun read. And I was like, oh, the Ghostbusters really like the 
characters of each member of the Ghostbusters really do uh, stand out, especially as a comic. And so this really did feel like an issue, too. Uh, like it just felt like another issue of like an ongoing series. Yeah. Like I think the it, five years later play to that too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, is the Scooby Doo movie where it's just like, oh, the gang broke up and now we gotta get them all together for one last mystery. Uh, and then you kind of see like what everyone does bring to the table. And I just, I just really appreciate it seeing the relationship between all the Ghostbusters. And I don't know what it is, but this collection of characters are, or these collection of characters are, they just have so much staying power. And I want to watch them do a, a million more busts. Like during that montage, whenever <laughs> I love that the Ghostbusters in my brain, they're just like, they're in their away jerseys and like the <laughs> darker gray yeah. jumpsuits. Uh, I just love seeing all of those scenes compile. I'm like, they could have expounded on every single one of these. And this could have been like a five hour movie. And I would not have a problem with it. You gotta have uh, a costume change. You gotta because for yeah. every costume change, uh, <clears throat> that's another Funko. I don't that's, have to tell you, that's, that's a Funko. A Funko. Yeah, yeah. And and fun fact that some of those scenes that we saw during that montage were actually just like deleted plot points. Like at one point in time, um, Spangler gets um, no, sorry, uh, Stance. Um, Stance gets uh, possessed uh, hmm. by the the painting dude. And um, oh, when he he's kind of like zoning yeah, out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so he tries to like kill the Ghostbusters in the Ecto. Uh, but that was just like a, that was a random plot point that they said, nope, because this movie was, you know, you know the, the saying goes, uh, you know, the movie's written three times when it's when the script is written, when it's shot and then when it's edited. This movie was really, really written uh, a lot in editing because after test audiences saw the movie they're like i don't know we don't you don't feel like this badge was uh challenging enough we uh mm-hmm. felt like the ghostbusters kind of had an easy time defeating the big bad and so they went in and shot a bunch of other stuff like the train uh the ghost train scene mm. that was a reshoot that's a cool scene, um yeah. and uh th- there were just a lot of elements of that third act that were just like reshoot what about statue of liberty stuff Statue of Liberty, I think, was there the whole time. That's yeah. That seems like one of those high concept. Like we're just gonna. Yeah, yeah. Use Statue that. of Liberty and okay. Oscar the Baby was also there the whole time. Hmm. Uh, in the original script, uh, they were in Scotland. They found like a fairy circle, and there were like all these things that were originally going to be part of the movie, and then you know rewrites were happening. But yeah. when in uh, doubt, go to Europe for your sequel. <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah, but there there are tons of things that were happening to make this movie a reality, uh, right down to, you know, hey, this movie comes out next month. Are we are we still doing this? And so, yeah, several uh, different. Uh, I think they also added more ghosts to the movie. I think they yeah, they spent four days filming a new 25 minute ending just because they felt like the movie just quote died a horrible death <laughs> during the final 25 minutes of the movie. Mm. And so I thought that was really interesting to see because right now, as you watch it, it feels like, yeah, this is uh this makes sense as a sequel. Like you have this big event that happened and then kind of not as big of an event happening. And they're like, Oh, well, was this all a hoax? Was this uh uh, this was all just a publicity stunt and ghosts aren't real. And then like all these other things that kind of fall in afterwards. And I just thought that was such a great way to start the movie. Cause it's not yeah. just like we're superheroes. It's not like a uh, age of Ultron where it's just like, we're the Avengers and we're the best. And this is so great for everyone. What, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, but they feel like, no, let's take them down even more pegs yeah. than they it's already closer- were. Yeah, it's more like anything post Endgame where it's like the Thanos was right mentality or the or yeah. the, um, Mysterio was right kind of idea. <laughs> right, right. And it's like, yeah. oh, all right. I mean, I guess you could side with the ghosts if you want. <laughs> You're just going to trust a bunch of ghosts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I really, I just had a lot of fun watching this movie. And I just, it made me realize how much of a Ghostbusters fan I really am. I can tell you confidently, I've watched the first Ghostbusters movie 
less than 10 times in my entire life. Like I could probably easily say that. Yeah. I wasn't a big Ghostbusters watcher, but the Ninja Turtles movie on the other hand, way more than 10. Uh, But I think that there is something about this property, which is, I think why people were just like, Oh, well, I mean, it's these, it's, it's these guys. It's, it's this cast of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I heard recently someone say this quote of like you know like ninety percent of directing is in casting right and so it's like if you can get a good cast together then like your job as a director is kind of done for you right and 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 I think that that's the reason why they decided to animate them that way they are this cast forever they control uh, their image <laughs> yeah. But uh, seriously, like the, watching these characters interact with each other, seeing everyone's strength, like I just wanted more, which is the reason why I'm so glad that there are so many spinoffs from this movie uh, and this this property. I'm glad it is a franchise so that I can live in the world of Ghostbusters at any point in time. Yeah. Uh, and Ghostbusters 2 was uh, a great, a great uh continuation point from the first one yeah you know who i feel bad for is wilhelm von homburg who played vigo yeah he did not know that he was going to be dubbed over by max von sindau the great max von sindau and so um yeah yeah, kind of found out the hard way on that yeah imagine if you will imagine if you will Uh, Uh you get cast in a movie you're in ghostbusters like it's your face, it's your it's your your human or spectral form um on the big screen, right? And then you show up to the theater and it's someone else's voice. It's like that's not me. That's because well, I was watching and I was like this is this is clearly dubbed. Um mm-hmm. but I didn't understand why and yeah, I guess it was for clarity and and all that. But um yeah, that's tough. I I'd, I'd be it'd, it'd be like being the second Winklevoss. <laughs> <laughs> the non-army hammer Winklevoss, be like, oh, yeah, that's a tough yeah. break, kid. Oh yeah, yeah. But at least he got his face out there. They, he did. Man, he, did he got indeed. a real evil-looking face. You're gonna be a yeah. star. Yeah, yeah. And another uh, thing that I thought was very fascinating: Bobby Brown makes a, a, an appearance in this movie. Uh, he also had a song uh, on the soundtrack uh, on our own. It was like a number two chart topping song whenever this uh first came out in fact i think the studio sold the rights to the soundtrack to the music studio rca records uh so that they could get bobby brown to be part of it because he was you know one of the most popular artists of the time and so he's in the movie and i associate him with this movie a lot and that song on our own uh just because i know that those two are tied together yeah yeah, there's there's so many little pockets of the Ghostbusters history. But for me, I had only seen this movie one time before. This is a one time mm. in college movie for me. Where oh, yeah. un- unlike what you were describing, I've seen the first Ghostbusters countless times. Mm-hmm. N- like my dad loved that movie. So we watched it over and over again. Like the scene where he's doing the the card uh psychology trick yeah. and all that and buzzing him, zapping him, like laugh till you cry kind of stuff with my family. <laughs> But Ghostbusters 2, I didn't see till way, way later. So uh, this was only my second time to to see it. And my first time to see it since definitely Answer the Call and absolutely uh, Afterlife coming out. And I think that was the confusing thing because a lot of people did have a negative reaction to this movie. It The bar was set so high in the first movie. Yeah. Uh, to come back with this was something that feel like it didn't really conclude like the story of the Ghostbusters by design, because if it had made more, they would have done an immediate trilogy. Right. Um, and so it it kind of just stayed that way for a very long time. And I, I think people didn't know what to do with it. Right. It, yeah. it almost yeah. has like the um, kind of like the Die Hard 2 effect. Right. Where you're like, Ooh, you yeah. recognize that you're a part of it. It's not as good as the first one. All that um, secret Christmas movie, <laughs> just yes, all over yes. again. Um, and New Year's. And New Year's. It's in there. Um, but being able to have the the hindsight of just watching it, knowing that the story continues, 
you could just accept the bits for what it is and have this be a connective piece. And so that was a very different watching experience for me. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like mo- more movie sequels should treat their movies like this. Like like chapters and not uh and not necessarily like a movie sequel, right? Mm. It's the Roman numeral two, which we all know is a higher brow sequel, right? That oh, that's it the really thing. Is. Unless it, you it, think it's Ghostbusters eleven, then that's a marketing <laughs> nightmare. Yeah, the Roman numeral two is always just like, listen, we are telling another chapter. We are continuing the mm. next event of stories. And I and I like that. I, I like it. It didn't need to be like oh well now we need to handle like this kind of ghost um or what about uh <laughs> i don't know let's, let's do a ghostbusters pet cemetery like why not uh and they just yeah. do like yeah. th- there's this whole other random thing but i i feel like they really stuck to the strength which is these paranormal scientists or uh parapsychologists i think it's like their official title uh who are not the best they are the best at what they do but no one wants to have to call them like no one ever (laughs) really wants to have to call the ghostbusters like they might be popular in the sense of like you know like people know who they are but they it's not like like no one is happy to call an exterminator no one's not like Oh yay! The exterminator is just like, please, just get this thing out of my home. Yeah. It the won't people stop you call when you have cables. a problem. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you have a problem. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, cable nine. So I just really appreciated uh, seeing more of the Ghostbusters because Grayson, if there's something strange, uh huh, in your neighborhood, yeah, who are you gonna call? We have like an HOA president that oh, handles mm-hmm. a lot of that. Hmm. Hmm. You know what, who I'm going to call? Hmm. Head Cannon! Head Cannon. <laughs> Head Cannon is a part of the show where we share a few unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Oh, nice. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, again, we must mention we have not seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. No. Um, no, no way we could spoil that for you. And if you've seen it and you're listening to it, be like, these guys are what are they talking about that doesn't connect well yeah it, it doesn't because we haven't seen it yeah 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 could um, we have watched it to be a little more prepared for this episode sure. yeah sure sure but um you know it's about the art to quote david putnam or whatever his name was um <laughs> it's, about it's about giving the back to art the art of it was it david yeah. putnam uh-huh uh, uh i i I feel like I David Putnam was like uh, from the Crucible or no, something. No, no, it like is that. David. Putnam. Oh, look at that. Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna get defensive about it anymore. No, we didn't we didn't watch it. Ricky, no. what was your head cannon? So my biggest piece of head cannon with Ghostbusters two specifically uh, is that uh, something that they didn't explicitly say, but I felt like it was another one of those things that you mentioned of just like I need to justify this so I can just relax and enjoy this movie. Yep. Um, it's that ghosts didn't stop showing up. Um, is is that like that people just stopped doing something about them? Uh, mm. because before they officially formed, there were still ghosts just around New York City. Uh, it's just that people just weren't really doing anything about them. Um, and so, uh, I think that's just one piece of headcanon that also just like, okay, so ghosts are still in New York, uh, but people are just super flippant about it or, and they just don't have anyone to call. Um, and so there's that piece of headcanon. Uh, but also, uh, I, my, my, so it's the firehouse, their old offices, Mm -hmm. no one really lives there or works there. So my headcanon is that they've they've been renting it out as an Airbnb. Uh, <laughs> a scare 1989, a scare Oh uh, yeah. So that's that is that piece of headcanon. L- a lot of my headcanon for this episode has to do with just logistically. Like what's happening? Like what's the paperwork is happening behind the hmm. scenes? Yeah, New York real estate. Come on. You gotta be subsidizing that somehow. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh it, apparently like right there and it feels like downtown. Like, yeah. yeah, no, you gotta do something with it. How they got the Statue of Liberty back. Biggest thing that, like, because at the end of the whole um, ooze 
like making the Statue of Liberty move moment. When they yeah. leave the building, the Statue of Liberty is just laying in the middle <laughs> of yeah. the street. Now, Ricky, uh, it, it stayed there. And then the earth was overrun by apes. <laughs> That's right. So Charl- Charlton has can, can blame the apes all he wants. But no, it was the Ghostbusters. Oh, it was it was them ghosts. Yeah. Uh, this is the moment. This is a calm before the storm of Planet of the Apes. Oh, oh man, that's good. That's good. Uh, but yeah, the, the main thing is that I think that the way that they did get the Statue of Liberty back is that because it feels like that slime was only active uh, because of you know, Vigo. Yeah, Vigo doing his thing. Yeah. And so if if he was not as um you know active, then he wasn't able to make it move again. So my headcanon is that the they had to use Slimer and that there's a deleted scene where Slimer like gets released and like Slimer, we, we need you to uh use your slime to like get this baby moving. And so then there's this huge destructive comic goal scene where Slimer is somehow just making the Statue of Liberty go back to her original uh, location. Yeah. And that's why it's green. Uh, <laughs> that's why it's green. <laughs> that's why it's green. Not oxidation. Yeah. Um, no, that's um, I didn't even consider that. I just took it at face value. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about you, New York. That's how it is. Um. My head cannon had a lot of uh, connections to other movies. So, mm-hmm. Ricky, I really, I gotta say, I really thought with the ooze, you were going a different direction with head cannon. Oh, Grayson, don't think that that thought did not cross my mind with the same year it came out too. So I, you know, big year I, for I, ooze. <laughs> it was a huge year for ooze. Actually, I think didn't Ninja Turtles? No, they came out 1990. So they're they're just a year behind. But oh, oh yeah. It crossed my mind a time or two. No. But yeah, no, please news. No, yeah, it was just that it was, con- I mean, the the Ninja Turtles and the Ghostbusters already have a relationship there. It's established in the comics and oh, yeah, all that. Yeah. But I pushed past it. I, I said, I, I could have sworn you were going for it. So I didn't even, I didn't even develop it. Now, what struck me originally was that the Peter McNichol character who played uh, Janos in yeah. this, uh, kind of Vigo's henchman, he works at the museum restoring art and all of that. And, you know, he survives all this. I, I believe he survived. Uh, but my headcanon is that he goes on to basically reinvent himself and continue the same job in the movie Bean with Rowan Atkinson, where he does oh. the exact same thing, uh, <laughs> but with Whistler's mother. So wow. if you want to know, if you've always been wondering how Mr. Bean and the Ghostbusters are connected, Janos had a fresh start in LA. I think it's LA for being, uh, again, the preparation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah, that just affected. I was like, Oh, Peter McNichol, which really he, he kind of blew up from Ali McBeal, I believe was Mm -hmm. his big break. But, um, for him to be like, Oh, two characters that like restore and preserve art. Okay. Um, certainly has a type. Uh, and then, you mentioned New Year's Eve that this takes place like between Christmas and New Year's Eve, but I was like, oh, New York 89, New Year's Eve, somewhere out there while all this is happening, Billy Crystal is professing his love to Meg Ryan. Yes. I just needed like a Punisher in the background of Spider-Man type <laughs> cameo just to turn over the shoulder. Just a little Tom Jane. Oh, yeah. Uh, just to kind of turn turn his head. That's all I needed. Put yeah. me Harry Met Sally in Ghostbusters 2. Um, and then finally, and this is this is the main bit of it, and it all hinges on one really quick scene, and that is that the Ghostbusters, you know, they they deal with paranormal entities, psychology, things that can't be explained. They mm-hmm. they take a lot of pride that they themselves are academics. They're always doing psychological tests. But Ricky, I I hate to break it to you, they're actually the patients. They exist. Oh no in a psych ward where they were in this movie. And not only that, we see, you know, uh, Bill Murray's real life brother, Brian Doyle Murray, uh, in that scene as the doctor. And he's talking to Kurt Fuller, who is, um, 
uh, he, he plays the mayor's kind of number two guy in this. Yep. And we've seen Brian, Brian Doyle Murray and Kurt Fuller together uh, in another movie that we've reviewed. Uh, so the bad news is not only are the Ghostbusters um, patients, but Wayne and Garth are patients at this asylum ah. as well. And have uh, imprinted these memories of their doctors and uh, you know, people that they knew from uh, from the news into their own self-built reality, which is how you can get so many false endings for Wayne's world. Yep. It's how you can move the Statue of Liberty. It's how you can do anything you want in yes. this world. Wow. Yeah. That was arcade. Uh, <laughs> that is some solid headcanon. The kind of headcanon that's going to make Ghostbusters 3 a lot easier to write. <laughs> Let's go. One ooze over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> Or one flew over the ooze ooze nest. Ooze ooze. I like it. Ooze ooze. Sounds like sim talk. Ooze ooze. Uh, ooze ooze. A Soon soon. The first Ghostbusters movie to be written entirely in sims talk. <laughs> I Let's do it. Let's go for it. A cine. And now we're going to go into the part of the show where we like to talk to you about recasts and remakes. For a recast, for a remake. If this movie were to be made today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? I know I've said it enough, and I probably can't say it uh, too much. Um, I need a Ghostbusters TV series. Uh, mm. And it can be animated, and it's just like from the 90s on. Like, very similar to what they announced on disney plus with x-men 93 oh yeah uh, like i think 97 90, or 97 yeah, yeah. whatever the year whatever, was yeah the 90s yeah. um x-men cartoon from the, the the days of future past basically x-men you're old now <laughs> it's, it's like my hands 97 thank you um yeah so x-men 97 i feel like they should do ghostbusters either 84 or um, 89 or uh, Ghostbusters from 1992, like basically just in between afterlife, wherever the timeline picks up uh, because there are just so many adventures to be had. And I know that they had the animated series, but the animated series had its own in world uh, creation, uh, whether the characters were of different size or hair color uh, mm -hmm. And the suit, like that's its own property, which I love, and I I think that should yeah. be untouched. But Elon. I do think that uh, very similar to what they did with the 2003-2002 uh, animated Ninja Turtles, that oh. Ninja Turtles series was inspired heavily from the live action movies. It kind of mm -hmm. just picks up right after, um, the, basically the first movie or the first and second movie, like the first two issues or episodes are kind of like the the animated version of the live action movies. Cause they borrowed from that tone yeah. and that and they had like a little bit of a darker tone, but it was still like, you know, a kid's cartoon, but it wasn't as cartoony as the eighties cartoon. So I would love for the ghostbusters to get that treatment. And I think that it would be super fun to have those characters come back to life in this era. Cause I think it has to be like era specific to like the eighties and nineties. Like I like, sure they could have Wi-Fi. I, w I don't care about that. I'm going to see them handle the invention of the internet. Uh, and like, like, oh, they get a cell phone and this beeper's haunted. I don't know. But like, I want it to be like that. I would love to see more of that. Yeah, no, that'd be great. And with the dynamic you're describing with the animated world, I think you could do, you know, everyone's doing it now, but the multiversal effect of oh, yeah. got Ghostbusters Prime, but then you have animated. You also have the answer, the call crew, which I still love Kristen Wiig in that. And yeah, and Kate McKinnon and Melissa McCarthy and, and uh, Leslie Jones. Like, I think it's a great crew. So um, I, yeah, I, I just really would like to see some kind of, massive team up like the biggest ghost they've ever taken on and it takes all of them yeah they, um they've yeah. done that in the comics they, they've done a big ghostbusters crossover where it's like all... well then <laughs> then let me just go back to straight recast and remake uh i don't know cast of new girl let's say that i did uh, i did write down that i'd love to see egon played by dev patel i just think he would yeah he would really kill it 
Um, I like all things Dev Patel, I'll be honest. Um, but storyline-wise, if I, if I were remaking Ghostbusters 2, I think the one kind of missed opportunity here would be uh, instead of Dana's husband like being divorced from him, that he died, make him a ghost, and then oh. Dana's being haunted by because then that's much more personal, right? And yeah. I think um, I think Bill Murray being able to like I, I just the 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 symbolism of him like taking on that guy, I feel like keeps it really connected with you know these characters know know the ghost, which they've never really dealt with knowing someone. So I just thought that that would be an kind of interesting twist for, for a remake. Um, My other take was that instead of ghostbusters, it's called toastbusters and it's um, how to take on your fear of public speaking. Um, That's really all it is. I love that. I, (laughs) I really love the idea of um, like, I've probably mentioned on a podcast before my only frustration with answer the call ghostbusters was that it just was not a continuation of this world of ghostbusters Mm -hmm. like uh and so i i wanted more different groups of ghostbusters to be uh produced uh and one of my favorite shows growing up was teen titans and something that they did in teen titans is that they established that there are other branches of teen titans and it's called like titans east or titans west Hmm. Um, and so it's just different people, the different Titan towers just over the world, really. And so you just see how different teams have their different like types of, uh, people. And so you also have like, whenever he mentioned like, Hey, you made a mistake by coming back to New York. You could have been in sunny California. <laughs> I was like, I would love to see Ghostbusters in California. Like yeah. that would be. Amazing. All the famous ghosts that they'd run into. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's a, I, I think there's like a new TV show on CBS called like Ghosted or something like that. I'm watching it. I got three episodes away from the finale and I am loving it. Uh, this is not sponsored in any way <laughs> by ghosts, but uh, that show is one of the funnier shows I've seen. Very fresh, original. I say original. It's adapted from a BBC show, um, oh, nice. but but they had to adapt it to America. Like it's very much got like American history built into it. Yeah, very funny. Um, so when we were trying to justify doing Ghostbusters 2 other than for sequel area, I was like, why, why don't we just say it's for ghosts? Because that's a fun <laughs> show. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. that that's a really funny show. And I, I feel like they do a lot more of thinking through like what it means to be a ghost. Uh, in fact, I'm just going to tease this up again. Not why are we still talking about the show? Um <laughs> But there's an episode of Ghosts where they watch Ghostbusters. Yes. And it's how would a ghost feel watching this yes. movie? Oh, that's it wonderful. It really changes your perspective. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's something that you kind of get to do, especially if you have something animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love, because there, there could be like whole episodes where there's just like this whole ghost rehabilitation center that opens up or um ghosts are trying to apply for citizenship just because like they're just here um and and i I saw a lot of tie-ins for like men in black um, oh yeah with this as well so yeah i would just i just more ghostbusters that's my recast remake more ghostbusters please and cast literally anyone you can in any iteration of it because if they were to do like a ghost like if they for some reason hollywood is like listen we're gonna do a stunt we're gonna kind of like on television how uh actors have been doing live um studio audience recordings or performances of famous tv shows like they've done like an episode of all in the family and the jeffersons but with jamie fox and uh woody harrelson and all these like all the actors like doing it live mm-hmm. i would love for them to do a movie version of ghostbusters 2 oh, um yeah. live and then or it doesn't have to be live but they just do like a release of it it's just like one night only we're gonna redo the entire scripting of ghostbusters 2 but with uh andy circus in the mocap suit of course he has to be the the statue of liberty yeah, live mocap is the best kind of mocap. It is. Yeah. And now we're going to go into the final segment of the show where we like to give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend Ghostbusters Roman numeral 2? I recommend Ghostbusters 11 because there really is <laughs> uh, you know, more of the characters that you love. 
you feel like they've gone through something in the five year gap, uh, yeah. right? They they don't act like they haven't changed. I, I like when characters change, um, but at their core, they're still you know what made them them from the first movie. Um, e- even though no, even though they were toned down uh, because of the animated series. So to me, like that, that was not a problem. I know a lot of people are like, Hey, you, you totally like changed the Ghostbusters. Like, I, I don't see it that way. I see them as characters that evolved and, and changed on their own, having been separate from them. Um, you, you see it in shows like community, right? Where there's the, yeah. the season where they all kind of disband and then come back together. And they're not the same when you put them back together, any group, when you take the pieces apart and put it back together, it's not the same. If you tried to remake, you know, Avengers one again and brought the six of them together, like it just would not be the same. So I think Ghostbusters two, not in a cynical way, like in a completely honest way, makes me really appreciate Ghostbusters one even more um, to see how those two could work together to set up this franchise. Um, and I mean, for me, anything Rick Moranis is in is a win. I, Absolutely. You have a set catalog of his films. This is yep. one of them. It makes it into the vault. So, um, and I forgot it was a secret Christmas movie. Fun. Uh, which <laughs> this movie still came out in June. Uh, so, yep. all right. And <laughs> I think ultimately this this movie has a message of positivity and hope to it. That's the whole dynamic of the ooze, that the ooze is feeding off the negativity of the city. The way that they defeat it is through actual positive vibes. Like it doesn't get much clearer than that as to, Hey, your negativity is killing you. Your past of just being cynical and sarcastic is haunting you. Try being a little more, open a little more positive a little more supportive and that's when the community comes together so incredibly applicable message and um yeah i just i basically was watching it for the first time just because it's been so long since the last time i saw it and it was it was a delight especially knowing that this story continues on in so many other forms so that's why i recommend ghostbusters 2 yeah yeah i i'd recommend ghostbusters 2 because um if you ever want to watch a movie and then not watch it and then come back to it five years later, this movie is a movie that will remind you right up off the top. It's been five years since you've seen us. Uh, <laughs> and if you just want that hard reminder, uh, I think it's gonna, it's, it's great. Um, I also think, and this is going to be very revealing. Um, I feel like it is, it's great to watch a movie where the, this really big life event happened for all these people and then life like five years just passed. And so it just feels like these people are living kind of in their own shadow, but they also aren't having these existential crisis or crises about it. Right. Like they're like, Hey, yeah, like, you know, we saved the world and you know, I mean, no one's going to remember us, but like, wasn't that really great? And then they just kind of like moved on with their life, but they still yeah. followed their curiosity and they only really came back. Not because it was um, a, uh, you know, it, it wasn't, they didn't come back for them. They came back uh, because they were really the only people who knew what to do in this situation, which I, is something I really do appreciate. Cause I think that's something that separates the Ghostbusters from a superhero movie uh because you have like the avengers for example they're the avengers and they're trying to avenge the world and they've essentially made a full-time career out of funding from a billionaire and all of these other super special powers whereas you have the ghostbusters who are constantly being fined and sued by the city it's Um, not like they have repeat customers either right right? i mean maybe a hotel has like a few but the most part you're one and done yeah, and so like they 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 only have a certain like way that they can even operate in this world, uh, and it's never as like the people who are on top and being celebrated. So I, I think I just appreciate how the Ghostbusters are kind of like an underdog story, um, and I just really love this cast of characters, and and I uh, I'm glad that I get to watch the live action version of them and several other 
cartoons and video games and comics of them because it just reminds you uh, of what was really special about not only the first movie, but also the second one. You'll believe a ghost can be busted. I thought you were going to say, you'll believe the Statue of Liberty can walk down. Well, I already time, believed time that. Yeah. We all did. Yeah, yeah. We've all wondered, like, okay, but, like, if the Statue of Liberty... I love we, we know she's fake. She, she can move. She can move. Just while yeah. no one's looking at her. Just not at... Everyone's always kind of looking at the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Just, yeah. If that one stop. guy whose apartment faces her would just get up and get a life, we Go would see. Water. Well, I guess we wouldn't see. We'd see the water mm, shift. Right. She'd step off the pedestal and yep. say, I'm going home to France. See, <laughs> what are we talking about? This isn't about movies anymore. Oh, is that that is equally a part of movies. That's the I movie. Always, That's I'm the movie always thinking. I am constantly any movie I watch, Grayson. I am thinking uh-huh. about the Statue of Liberty leaving and going back to France. That's problem. It, it's just a, a pitch for our new screenplay called Statue of Limitations. Ooh. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> we got to end this so down. we can go write this thing. Circle with a C. Circle with a C. <laughs> Uh, and that is our review of the 1989 movie Ghostbusters Roman numeral 2. Uh, let us know what you remember about Ghostbusters 2 on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Flashback Flicks, and it would mean so much to us if you could leave us a rating and review on your podcast platform of choice on a scale of one to five newly rebranded Ghostbuster signs mm. um, that have peace in the name. <laughs> um, how would you rate this this uh, this podcast? This yeah. podcast and episode as a whole. I guess if the ghost like held up a five, it would just look like he's saying, oh, "Stop! Yeah. Stop! <laughs> Get out of here!" Me. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't not do that. Wait, is this sign a double negative to five, or is he Why, saying to bust them or I just, to not bust them? Should I just put my hand down? Is that better? <laughs> to the side, like in my pockets? Do I have pockets? Do I have pants? <laughs> Am I a naked ghost forever? Oh, these are the questions that can only be answered in Ghostbusters 3, Statue of Limitations. <laughs> and be sure to tune in next time for sequelary. The sequels will keep coming. So make sure you tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. With Death on the Nile coming to theaters, we're mm-hmm. keeping sequel area going. I mean, that's a sequel with yeah. an inspector we're going to do a sequel with an inspector who's got quite a few gadgets with the 2003 french stewart classic inspector gadget 2 i'm just gonna like usually i i, I riff on a, a joke here but i'm just gonna read straight from the movie poster mm. get ready to inspect the unexpected i'm not gonna top that no gonna, i mean they, gonna... they figured it out no three why would <laughs> they be... yeah have the if arrogance if it ain't broke, don't inspect it. I'm going to go go. <laughs>